This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm fresh back from Dubai. And it's a big week of tennis action this week. It's Indian Wells, eighth biggest ATP tour event outside of the majors and a man who's heading to Indian Wells is the senior handicapper for because we win it's Sean Calvert Sean how you doing mate mate? all right a bit chilly but I think that's going to be rectified tomorrow at some stage uh yeah hoping for a bit of sunshine after uh after all the the sleet and snow and cold and everything of London yeah heading out to the desert hopefully I'll see some tennis this time which I didn't obviously in 2020 when I went there and, and COVID struck and kind of Put a spanner in the works of everything. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Hoping for a, a better trip this time. The weather looks good. Play's already started, so no problems. Uh, this is obviously, like I said, it's the fifth the fifth major, isn't it? It's the, fifth, the biggest tournament outside of the uh, of, of the majors. And, and then this I'd field is so, a little yeah. bit... This, this tournament, that's got an unfamiliar look about it, isn't it? There's no Novak Djokovic, obviously, for his COVID reasons. Roger Federer has retired. No Riddell is injured. So mm. it's got like a, quite a uh, sort of looking at the future of tennis, isn't it? If you look at the outright market, it's quite strange looking tournament without those three. I hadn't considered it that way, to be honest. I was just looking at the, the names that were put in front of me. But now that you mentioned it, yeah, it is, I suppose it is a bit odd not to see all these guys um, in the field because Indian Wells is normally won by a Grand Slam champion or a, a future Grand Slam champion. It's not normally won by um, unheralded players. Like Cam Norrie won it. A couple of years ago, but uh, that was um, that was when it was played in October. It was a it was a peculiar old Indian Wells. It was a bit chilly, and you know Basilashvili made the finals. That that one was a bit of a one off, but generally it's won by the the class players. Yeah, it's a bit a bit unusual to not see those guys playing, but you know opportunity knocks for the other guys. Whenever I do my preparation for these tournaments, though, I always look at the big tournaments and look at the list of winners: Novak Djokovic five times, Rafael Nadal six times, Roger Federer seven times. Quite interesting, though, the last four years at Indian Wells, it hasn't been won by one of those big names. You know, Fritz won it last year, 100 to 1. Cam Norrie, as you mentioned, a big outsider. Mm. Dominic Team in 2019 and Del Potro in 2018. It's it's quite weird when you look at the role of honours in, in major tournaments that would see Federer and Nadal and Djokovic. They have been previous winners here, but in recent years, there has been, especially last year in, in Norrie, as you're saying, different conditions. There, there's potential of a shock in this tournament. Yeah, it's been a good one for me as well. I had Dominic Team at eighty to one, and I had Del Potro at sixteen to one in those two years that you mentioned. So, uh, fingers crossed, we'll have another one. I'm, I'm, I'm perhaps not going for one of the, a prize quite that big this year, but um, yeah, hoping for uh, a, a decent price winner. It's, it's 
it's not generally, as I say, won by by the outsiders, but it has been some bigger prices than than normal in in recent years. Yeah, you're right there. Let's hope uh, that we get the winner. Uh, just talking about the the profit at the moment of the season, still just slightly behind minus nine point nine three, but one that's one nine point nine three units. One tournament winner, and we're back in profit, uh, and we expect a big week here. We're going to have a lot of shows as the week goes on. Sean will be, as I said, in Indian Wells, and we chatted to him over an extra day. So on Friday as well, we'll be looking at Sean. So Sean will give us a lot of picks this week. So hopefully it'll be a very profitable one uh, for us all. Uh, before you're heading out there, Sean, and you've been watching the probably watching the qualification matches today, what are the conditions like? And what are we expecting the court speed? What are the key stats for us to have a bet here in Indian Wells? You you got to be careful in Indian Wells because it's not an it's not your usual outdoor hardcore tournament. And the opportunity does knock in this tournament because a lot of players are priced up as if it is a regular hardcore tournament. But it's 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 quite unique conditions out there. There's a, a tiny hint of altitude and the desert air, quite thin air, so the ball does fly through the air pretty quickly. But the court itself is quite slow, quite gritty, quite high bouncing. Um. And a lot of clay quarters have, have done well here over the years. That was one of the reasons I backed Dominic Team a few years ago, because I thought he would go well in these sort of conditions. It's not generally been some somewhere that you would expect the out and out hard quarters to do particularly well. But it's got it's got something in it for everybody. You know, if you look at the last five winners, the the attacking game of Fritz, you know, the out and out physicality of of Cam Norrie, Dominic Team, generally speaking, better on clay one here 80 to one and then the more attacking players like del potro federer so it's, it's got something for everybody but um let don't assume that it's the hard quarters are going to have the the run against the clay quarters the clay quarters will have their um their moments in this tournament for sure let's have a look at the the betting uh here we have the outright market we have uh daniel medvedev the man in absolute fantastic form when in his it last thrust, three starts now. He's one, so yeah, he's, uh, he was he slipped all the way down to the rankings to down to about number twelve or thirteen a couple of weeks, and mm. he's seeded number five. So he's a big mover, but can he sustain that form? And he hasn't got a good record. Here. He's plus two dollars. Stefanos Sitsapas pulled out injured in his last events, plus six hundred. Carlos Alcaraz also pulled out injured in his last event at plus six hundred. Yannick Sinner at plus nine hundred. Taylor Fritz, the defending champion, at thirteen hundred. I can I can see Bet Rivers are trying to keep him. Very much on this side. Mm. He's going to be a very popular play there. He was 101 last year. Now 1,300 is all you're going to get for him. Felix Auger-Aliassime at plus 1,700. Holger Rune at 2,300. Herbert Herkas is plus 3,000. Cam Norrie at plus 3,300. Andre Rublev, 3,300. Kasper Rud at plus 4,000. And Francis Tiafo plus 4,000. Um, before we come on to the draw and who's got a favourable draw and where the, where the value lies in the draw, there's got a few question marks, especially about the top three in the betting here, isn't it? Medvedev, like I said, has yes. got a good record and must be tired. And Sitsamas and Alcres both uh, withdrawn, injured from their, la- their last event before this uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have thought that conditions here would be would be ideal, anywhere close to ideal for Daniel Medvedev. Um, as I said, very slow conditions, although it is quick off, quick through the air, but it's slow off the surface and high bouncing. Not something that he generally enjoys. Although that said, you wouldn't have expected him to do particularly well in Dubai. Well, Dubai is a quick surface, but it, you know a lot of the matches are played at night when it's slower. And that's another thing to bear in mind here in Indian Wells. When it does become night, the night sessions, it gets even slower. So again, it's weather dependence. Again, if it's very sunny, it'll be quicker, obviously at night, um, slower. 
You wouldn't have thought he would that would that would be Medvedev's idea. However, he did win in Doha, he did win in Dubai, so there's a school of thought that that could say, okay, he's got those conditions now. He's he, he's able to play in those conditions, and that might be the case. He's yet to show it in doing wells and coming off three tournament wins in a row. I'm not I'm just not convinced that he's value at that price, are you? I'm, no, I wouldn't bet him at uh, plus two hundred, two to one. But the one thing I would say is he 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 won in Dubai last week relatively mm. easy. I mean, he didn't really have many tough matches, um, he, and, and his run has been quite easy. And if anyone's got that kind of capability to go on a run, he he certainly has. I think I think he's been a bit of a, the the forgotten man in men's tennis. You know, he was the one who everyone expected to challenge. Uh, the Djokovic is at the top of the world rankings, and obviously the Alcaraz come along, and I think he's playing with a bit of a point to prove. Uh, we don't know whether he's going to play in Wimbledon. We don't know what's going to that's that, that sort of stage when it, when people have to come over in the UK. So we have to see what happens there. But he he looks like a man on a mission at the moment, and very determined. And his interviews are very much that as way as well. But at two mm. to one, the price is too short for me. Sitsipas, I believe, I I think the bottom half is slightly more favourable. But the question sits up as at six to one, and with an injury, would I bet him? No. Alcaraz, mm. I think, has been given a quite a quite a relatively difficult draw, but again, I, I wouldn't bet him. So, like I say, I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet Medvedev at, at two to one, and I wouldn't bet Sitsipas or Alcaraz at um, six to one. What are your thoughts on those two? Though you know the injury concern is 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 a concern, is it, or is it something that a bit of a caution that they're just taking a week off before the big one here? Well, I think Alcaraz is, has got problems, doesn't he, with that? that injury that he's he's had he's got a grade one strain of his right hamstring mm. which which i believe is the same injury that put him out at the start of the year made him miss the australian open you know he didn't look he didn't look great did he in rio towards the end of rio and there was there was never much chance he was going to play acapulco that's why i kind of took him on last week and obviously he didn't play acapulco um there's got to be massive question marks over him he's not obviously not he's got to make the transition from clay to hard anyway and he's got to do it with a with a, a hamstring which isn't anywhere near its best. So I think it's I mean conditions should suit should suit Alcaraz. You know, he made the semi-finals um here last year, didn't he? I think. Yeah, he did lost to Nadal. Um that was one of his breakout performances, actually, wasn't it, last year at Indian Wells? But I just wouldn't trust him with that hamstring. It's it's I would say that I was a, if I was backing him, I'd be I'd be very, very nervous about that hamstring. And similarly, Sitsipas doesn't have a particularly great record here either, Sitsipas. Uh, five and four win loss and never never got better never done better should I say than the quarterfinals pulled out of Acapulco last week with a shoulder injury these aren't positive signs are they they're not positive for Sitsipas they're not positive for Alcaraz Medvedev you could look at it either way um, and Kasper Ruud which, who we haven't talked about who's had a, a really poor start to the year hasn't he after after last year, you did say actually, didn't you, that he would probably struggle to to back up what he did last year, this year, and so far that's proven to be the case. You would have thought conditions would favour Rude, but on his performance in Acapulco when he lost to Tara Daniel and at the Australian Open, he hasn't shown anything. So I think there's a, a lot of question marks over the favourites. Fritz, you could you could argue, is coming here with a a different mindset than how he approached it last year. Now he's the defending champion. Pressure's on him. The Californian public are going to. And, you know, expect him to perform. Is he going to be able to handle that expectation? He also had a, a long week in Acapulco last week, ended in a a real painful semi-final, wasn't it, against Tommy Paul, where they were both being sick at the side of the court and Fritz said he had full body cramps 
that night. I wouldn't have thought that was ideal preparation for a, a tournament, you know, less than a week away. Mm. Um, so I think it's, there's this sort of physical question marks over most of the, the market leaders, as far as I can see. Yeah, just to let a few people know, obviously, we're going to come on to the outright pick in a minute, but this is a is 128 player, well, not players, it's, it's a seeded draw. There's how many players in the draw? I've got to do my maths quickly. It's there. a big it's, draw. It's, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> so the the the, main, the seeds get a buy, then they? All the seeds, the 32 seeds get a, a buy through to the to the second round, and then mm-hmm. 64 players play each other for the right to play the uh, the seed in the in the last in the last uh, in the last six, six last thirty last sixty four sorry last sixty four so there should there should be ninety six players in the draw this week so thirty two seeds through already and then the seed comes through uh, let's break down the draw at the moment so our, our Carlos Alcaraz is the number one seed he looks like he probably played Brandon Holt the the American in his section of the draw you've got Herbert Hercas Tommy Paul uh, you've got the number two seed, which is Stefanos Tsitsipas. And just from my looking at the draw, when I've, you know, I've just literally got off an airplane about an hour ago. I walked through the 10 minutes and I was looking at the draw on the plane. Uh, didn't have much of a chance to look at it yesterday, but I've looked at the draw on the day. And, and from my point of view, I think you've got a little bit more of a value in the bottom half than you do in the top half. Um, I know you've got some picks and strategy, but give us some leans and some thoughts on the draw where you where you see some value in what sections, parts of the draw and who you think will progress through to the latter stages. I was looking for someone in the first the first quarter, actually, Alcaraz's quarter. But nobody really nobody really stands out for me. There's a few possibilities. Tommy Paul's a possibility. Uh Hubert Hercash is a possibility. Um if you are t- Jack Draper is even a possibility if he's if he's finally fit, which which he hasn't been for for some time. Um, those are three possible options in the first quarter of the draw. If you are taking an Alcaraz, and I, I certainly would be tempted to on the on the basis of the fact that I don't think he's fit. Um, so those would be my my three. That if I was having a bet in Q one, but I've taken one in Q two instead. Yeah, I mean, if you check out the Bet Rivers website, there will be some specials on this one. Yeah, you have to say I haven't seen the prices yet. Have they have they got prices on to win the, the quarter? I'm sure they uh, will have called to betting at some stage. Possibly, but then they weren't up last time I saw. Yeah, I think Jack Draper could it could be a decent shout there, but obviously we've got to see what the conditions are going to be like. You do say that your tip is in the second quarter, which yeah. on paper looks a very very diff- difficult quarter, doesn't it? It, it, it looks tough. Um, Give us your thoughts on that quarter and who your uh, suggestion is this week. Yeah, I've gone with Yannick Sinner. Um, I took him at around ten to one this morning. I just, I just feel like he's his time has has arrived now to to get a big title under his belt. Um, and this looks a pretty decent opportunity. As I say, I'm not convinced about Taylor Fritz this week. He's got a great record. He has got a good chance. Don't get me wrong. He's certainly a contender. I just think it's a lot of pressure, and he has struggled with pressure situations before. Um, and I say, as I say, that Acapulco thing, I think can only be a negative, the whole full body cramp throwing up thing a few days ago, that, that can't have been good for him. Um, but mainly this is about the fact that I just not, not convinced that Fritz will be able to handle the pressure, um, this week. As far as Sin is concerned, um, if we look at his last, um, 50 matches at main level, his, his service points one and return points one total is 107, which is, which is fantastic. Um, that's better than everybody achieved in 2022, apart from Alcaraz, Djokovic and Nadal, who were only slightly better than that 107 mark. It's better than Fritz by 1%. It's better than Rune, who's also in this section, by 4%. I think he's come in here, Sinner, more rested and, and fresher than 
the majority of the market leaders. You know, he's not played since Marseille. He was he was due to I was due to see him, and wasn't I in, in Marseille? And he, he pulled mm-hmm. out with the flu, so he's not played for a few weeks. But prior to that, his form was was excellent in Rotterdam. I think that win over Sitsipas that he had, and the manner of, of how he beat Sitsipas that day in Rotterdam, I think that's extremely positive um, for Sinner. I just think it, the way that he's been working with Darren Cahill, it's just it just seems to have injected a bit of belief into him. He looks more convincing now on the court. He do, he never really looked totally convincing to me, Sinny. He's always looked like he had the talent. Um, the body is still a concern uh, for me, but I think this this week it's not expected to be particularly hot. I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. I just think the level that he's shown uh, uh, Sinner in the last few weeks is... Well, certainly over the last 50 matches as well, as I alluded to on the stats, he's certainly good enough to win a tournament of this nature. The The other contender in that section for me is um, is Rune, who, who also had cramp last week, didn't he, in Acapulco? He was on the verge of beating Diminor to get to the, the final, cramped up again. We've seen that a few times from Rune, haven't we? Again, we probably won't see that this week. It's not hot enough in Indian Wells, but I just think that's a very winnable section for Sinner. He's, he's, his first potential test if you're looking at the draw is, is, is Lorenzo Massetti and he's in horrible form at the moment Massetti so I just think that's a great a, a good potential opening for Sinner to get his teeth into this tournament and then get through to the latter stages and if it's Alcaraz that does get through I, I think he's certainly got a chance of beating Alcaraz and certainly this Alcaraz who's not not fully fit yeah so Yannick Sinner is available plus 900 with uh, Bet Rivers which is the best price around so there's no need to chop around <laughs> there it is Bet Rivers offering you the best price plus 900 Yannick Sinner to win uh, in Indian Wells in California and that is Sean's pick um in the bottom half of the draw Sean if you're looking there some sort of potentials to get any big prices you'd like I mean you've got the tournament favorite in there Daniel Medvedev obviously the man to beat Number mm. two seed, uh, you've got there is Sitsapas, who's got a fairly easiest draw, but we've got a big question mark about him. Two two people are Alexander Zverev. I know he didn't he didn't he, he got beat by Andrei Rublev, but um, I, I I thought he played quite well in Dubai. I watched him a couple of times, and I thought he could be potentially on his way back. Not necessarily a player to win the tournament, but certainly someone to keep an eye on in a match bet against a decent player. And the other player, I think, is a big price. I think it's a really big price. And I was actually thinking you might actually pick him, tip him, was Cam Norrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cam Norrie at plus 3,300 was a big price, you know. Up to, yeah. what, just outside the top 10 in the world. Uh, what, he's seeded, was he eight seed this week now? with the, with the, uh, Number 10, I think, Norrie. Number 10, well, number 10 seed. Um, got to a final, beaten by Alcaraz on, on, in, 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 uh, in the clay season. And then he wins against Alcaraz as well in, in Rio, oh, mm-hmm. in Acapulco. Um, I, I I think Norrie's got a good chance here in a draw where he's going to play Sitsapas. We know Sitsapas is quite injured. I just what do you? What, I'm just trying to get your thoughts on that bottom half of the draw. And whether you think I've got any uh, any value in my little lean towards Cam Norrie? Norrie is certainly one that I did consider. Yeah, I, I just think this bottom half is really really tricky. I I, I went for the the Sinner option because I, I can see a, a path through for him, and I think it's very achievable. I think Norrie's definitely got a chance. Obviously, won this tournament before, so he he's clearly got a chance. He does enjoy these slow, high bouncing conditions. He's definitely a player that's suited um, to this particular tournament. Um, yes, yes, definite possibility. I just I'm just not so sure about the price. He was he was obviously much bigger than that when he won here 
a couple of years ago. It's, it's still a decent price. He's definitely on the shortlist, but you could also put people like um, you could well Berrettini. I'm not so sure about. Well, that's him. that's is who he, he, is, he's due to play in the in the last 32, isn't it? Or oh, yeah, the last 32. Yeah, he's another he, fitness doubt, isn't he? Berrettini. Doubt, that's what I'm saying. The the that he pulled out last week injured, and uh, and the conditions probably won't be as fast as he would like. So that that was one of the reasons mm. why I like I quite liked him. But uh, Rublev's a possibility. He was favourite to make the final a year ago. Wasn't he? he? Was in the semi-finals against Fritz, favorite for that match, lost in straight sets. But he might have Lehecker in the first round, who beat him the other week. Um, so that would put me off Rublev. I think it's very, very open. I think Norrie's got a, a definite chance in Q4. I think Q3 is difficult, to be honest. I'm, I'm not, I'm not seeing a, a price that's that's made me kind of get the pennies out and and take it down to Bet Rivers and and put a money put my money on in the in the uh, in the bottom half. Just the one pick then from Sean, and just the one official pick for us uh, here on Game Bet Match. We're going to Yannick Sinner at plus nine hundred to win Indian Wells. I've got a small lean for Cam Norrie. Uh, never usually back Cam Norrie. Always want to oppose him, but I think if he can bring that clay court form to the hard courts and a, and a tournament he's won, the conditions will suit. I think Cam Norrie give you a decent run for your money at thirty three hundred as well. Uh, and we've got some matches. Uh, we've got five games that you want to uh, talk about. Do you want to run us through the games and give us your thoughts? The first game up with Cabrera against Jack Sock. Uh, going to have a lot of support. Jack Sock plus 138, Berrera mm. minus 175. What do you like here? Yeah, I think there's, there's several reasons to back Jack Sock here. He's not the most reliable of characters these days, but for me, he's a player. He's a big match player. He's a big tournament player. He's, he's a guy that's going to want to come here and do well. He's done it. He's done well here before, semi-finalist here. Very good record here, actually, and you can see why because it's not it's not too quick, so it doesn't test his movement out as much as some of the quicker surfaces would. That heavily top spun uh, forehand of his, it does it does the the conditions here does lean itself to taking that top spin. Um, so it's 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 conditions that are, are about perfect for Sark. His big serve will fly through as well. So, you know, I, I'm happy with the conditions for our for our guy here um he says he's fit after this this training block he supposedly had which he which he did instead of going to the australian open and it's also it's also a bet taking on barrer who's i know he's been playing quite well recently but all of his good work has come on indoor hard he's got no sort of record on outdoor hard really he's never played indian well so he's never encountered these conditions that might take him a little little while to get used to the conditions he's never actually played in the main draw for masters 1000 either so he's going to be a little bit nervy as well, I should think. And his record, um, as I say, an outdoor hard, four wins and eight losses at main level, which is not great, is it, for a, a guy who's favourite to win this match. I just think Sock's got every chance here. If he plays his best game and he's on his he's on his best behaviour, so to speak, you know, he can sometimes be a bit moody and sort of throw it away. But I don't think he will here. I think not at Indian Wells. I think Sock's got an excellent chance. And these matches are played tomorrow. The order of play is not out, but we're guessing around about 1 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check the order of play and also check the Bet Rivers website. So Jack Sock at plus 138. Bet Rivers also have a handicap where you can back Jack Sock plus three and a half games, which is minus 167 with the totals pitched at 22 and a half. Another game we'll schedule tomorrow is Philip Krajinovic against Mackenzie McDonald's Krajinovic. Um, absolutely it cost me a fortune against the. Uh, Rublev the other day, 5-2 up, bet him in play, one of my worst bets of the season and just completely capitulated. So uh, 
not in my good books. Hopefully, uh, you're going to tell me that I should keep faith in him, or are you going to tell me that he's definitely one to avoid? I think you should keep faith in him at this price. This is it's an outrageous price, really, in this tournament, in these conditions. Um, Rukrajinovic. I've gone for him on the handicap, just in case he does what he does, Grzinovic, and, and sort of fail from a winning position, as as, as you know, and, and a lot of people know, have been watching him over the years, he does he does do that occasionally. Um, I just think his, his record here is, is very, very good, actually, Grzinovic. Um, his service hold and break total in the main draw of this, this tournament is 101, which is very good when you consider who he's played. You know, he's played Monfils, Medvedev, Nadal, Federer, played all those. And he's still come out with this this very, very decent stats. He beat Medvedev here, actually, in 2019. I just think it's this is a matchup that favours Krajinovic in these conditions against someone like Mackenzie McDonald, who who likes it quicker, lower bouncing. And it the the one match they've played actually is is evidence of that, because it was played in Dubai, which as you know, quicker. It was it was during the day, it was fast. Um and Kujinovic came off the court complaining that it was much too fast for him. Even that, even so, McDonald only just edged it. There was only a few points in it over a couple of sets. Um, the other negative for McDonald is he looked absolutely shattered last week in Acapulco and against Tommy Paul. Um, and he doesn't have a particularly great record here anyway, uh, Mackenzie McDonald. Uh, his hold, uh, his service points won and return points won total here is in the main draw is just 94. So that's seven points behind Kranovich. Now you could you could say that oh he's had to play Medvedev twice. Well yeah he has, but so has Krajinovic, plus Nadal, Federer, and all these others. I just think the conditions here suit Krajinovic more than more than McDonald, and I'm happy to take a, a handicap start on Krajinovic here. Krajinovic is receiving a three and a half start with Bet Rivers at minus one oh nine. The total games are twenty one and a half, and the money line is minus two forty five McDonald and plus one ninety five Krajinovic. Um just, if you are going to bet him, it's going to be passing your seatbelts. It'll be a it'll be a bumpy ride for sure. Nothing's going to be easy in that game. Uh, we have uh, Wu against Muna. Um, mm. Muna is, hasn't won a game or hasn't won a match or on hard court yet this season. Norton three, and Wu is obviously uh, fresh off a tournament win in Dallas when he beat uh, John Isner, he beat uh, Taylor Fritz, Manorino, Shapovalov. And yep. Mo as well. So he did really, really well to get through to this one. Um, Wu is the favourite, minus 215. The Spaniard Muna is plus 170. He just got to the semi-finals in clay in Santiago. A bit of travelling for him, but uh, what are your thoughts in this game? Yeah, I think the travelling is no problem for Muna. Last year, he came here to Indian Wells from Santiago and played the qualies at Indian Wells uh, and passed through the qualifying rounds without even dropping a set. Then he went on to beat Pablo Carreño Buster. And then he played Fritz, and he only lost to Fritz in the final set tiebreak. Fritz ended up, as we know, winning the tournament. Again, this is a good example of the the clay quarter against the hard uh, hard quarter in Wu, and the clay quarter will certainly have his chances here. Um, as I say, Munar's proved that he can play at this tournament. It's it's you know it does suit the clay quarters, and it certainly suits Munar. Um, as far as Wu's concerned, he's not played here before. Another one who's who's on debut. He's never played a, any Masters 1000 tournament, actually, apart from Shanghai when he got a wild card there a few years ago. So he's he's not used to these conditions. And it, it does take a little time to get used to these conditions in Indian Wells. They are very unique, as I say. And he's not played since Dallas. That was an indoors in very, very quick conditions. And he tends to win his matches, Wu, 
on sort of consistency rather than rather than power. He's not going to overpower Munar. So I think this is just going to be a battle of a real sort of war of attrition. And I, I just think Wu might well win it, but I just think that price is too short. I think this is this is the layers looking at this going, oh yeah, he's a hard quarter and he's a clay quarter. Then he's got to be the favourite, and I'm he should be the favourite Wu, but not not this short. I've I've taken I've taken a little parlay. This is the first leg of it. I've taken Munar to win a set here at uh, 1.64 as a, as a first leg of a little uh, parlay. You would think as well, Wu's obviously going to be a big public play. He's going to be someone that everyone's just seen winning Dallas and think, you know, he's going to be, he, he should we yeah. put him in. I think he's artificially low. Minus 215 does look a low price, definitely. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. You know, he played it indoor hard in Dallas and he played great. But these are very, very different conditions and, and ones that will suit Munar. You know, if they played in Dallas, you would expect Wu to win. Here, I'm not so sure. Yeah, the handicap is three and a half with uh, Munar minus one twenty one. Uh, yeah, Wu minus one hundred five, and the total games pitched at twenty one and a half. Another interesting game: Ruzovora against uh, Lestien. Two players not in the greatest of form. Uh, Ruzovora minus two ten, Lestien at plus one sixty five. But when you look at the world rankings between them. There's hardly anything between them. Ruzavori is 59. Lestian is 62. But there's a big, big gulf in the betting here. Lestian has his problems with injuries already this season. But he does lead the head-to-head 1-0 with a win last year in Tel Aviv. Yeah, I just think that, again, this is just too short on, on Ruzavori. He, he, he's not likely to be suited by these conditions. Again, indoor hard is probably his best conditions. Slow, high bouncing, hard court. Not for me. I said the other the week, didn't I, that he was too short against O'Connell in Dubai, and O'Connell ended up winning that. I should have gone for that bet in the end. I was just a bit bit greedy on the price, I think, in the end on that one. Not convinced at all about him in these conditions. Lestien, um, as we as you just said, beat him in straight sets very convincingly, in fact, in um in Tel Aviv on Indohard not so long ago, towards the end of last season. Now he's going to have more time on the ball in these slower conditions to weave his little web of drop shots and peculiarities that he likes to bring to the court. And Roussevoy does like rhythm. And Lestien's not a player that's going to give you rhythm. I just think that it, quite a few negatives for Roussevoy here at the price he's been pitched in at. So I've, I've gone for over two and a half sets. It, a lot of Roussevoy matches do tend to be a bit up and down based on his level. Um, and 2.45, I think that's decent, about uh, over two and a half sets in this one. Over two and a half sets, 2.45, which maybe brings in the over. Total games overs are 21 and a half. Pitch the line is minus 125 on the over, minus 103 on the under. Ruzavori minus $2 favourite, and the spread is a three and a half start for Lestien at minus 129, which does look a little bit uh, higher. Well, you've got options, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he can make a case for a lot of them. Uh, the final match you want to talk about tomorrow is Martin Fuksovic against Jeff Wolf. Wolf mm. is minus one fifty nine. The American uh, looks a little bit low again there, but he's going to be very popular with the Bet Rivers betters. And um, Fuksovic, uh, a sort of steady performer for the last few years in the ATP Tour, is plus one twenty eight. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is this is one of several underdogs that that have a chance. I didn't actually mention it earlier on when we were talking about the tournament, but a lot of underdogs win in the first round of Indian Wells. Generally speaking, thirty seven percent of them have won over the last twelve years. And that's, that increases to 45% over the last five years. So there's been quite a lot of upsets. It's not a, a round of a tournament that I'll be keen on backing favourites. And Wolf is another one that looks a bit too short for me. My problem with Fuksovic is I don't trust him. Similar to Krajinovic, I could see him serving for the match and folding and collapsing. But 
I saw him in, in Doha in, in a, a very, very long match against Roberto Bautista. I got the ended up losing after about three hours. There's only a handful of points in it. It's a really good match, actually. Very, very high level from both guys. And Fuksovic brings that level to the court. He had a lot of injury problems last year. Looks to be on his way back now. Um, if he brings that level to the court, he's got every chance against Wolf. It was disappointing. I had him last week in Acapulco. He lost in the first round in similar conditions to these. Slow, uh, high-bouncing, outdoor hardcore. Got beat by Taro Daniel in straight sets, which was a, a, a poor result. He's not He's not been great since Dallas, actually, uh, Wolf. I prefer him in quicker conditions like Dallas, where he should have made the final. He had the beating of Isner and let it go. Um, since then, he's not been particularly impressive. I would prefer Wolf in quicker conditions. Um, this one, again, over two and a half sets is, is the bet that I've gone for. I just Fuksovic has definitely got a set in him. I'd be very surprised if Wolf won this easy in two. Wolf looks too short. Fuksovic, I'm keen to back in some way. He's not convinced that he'll, he'll see it over the line. So I've gone for over two and a half sets at 2.3 in this one. Yeah, 2.3 over two and a half sets. Totals again pitched at 22 and a half this time over minus 112. And the spread is two and a half with Fuchovic, the marginal favour at minus 127. So there you have it. There are Sean's picks for the men's tournament in the Indian Wells over in California. It's going to be a massive uh, 10 days of tennis. Sean will be there. Uh, for us traveling from London tomorrow. Uh, how long have you been in town for, Sean? A week? Uh, yeah, seven days in uh, in Indian Wells, yeah. 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 So check out the Twitter page, which we have at Because We Win. Sean will give you his picks on a daily basis on there. Sean will also be on the podcast on Thursday and Friday this week because obviously it's a, a tournament that has more tennis action on the strange day. It starts on the Wednesday rather than a Monday traditionally each week. Uh, there is obviously three ways you can follow us, which is obviously the, the podcast, as I mentioned there. Please make sure you download us on your preferred podcast provider at Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can follow us on our Twitter page, which is at Because We Win, which is shared by all the handicappers. And you can also uh, follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network. So Sean's pick in Indian Wells this week is Yannick Sinner. Is it time for the Italian to really take a big one? He's ready. Is he ready to take it? He's plus 900, and that's the bet for Sean. I'm going to go for a little small play, non-official play, because Sean is the main man, but I'm uh, I'm his Robin to his Batman. I'm going to go for Cam Norrie at plus 3,300 for a small pick. And on the matches, uh, Sean's got a few outsiders he wants to get within certain different uh, levels to get, take a set, over two and a half sets. But uh, there's a, the underdogs here have a decent record. I've got a feeling, Sean, this is the week we're going to, have a, we're going to hit some form. I'm, I'm, I think be. the tennis I mean, season. The tennis season starts here. Yeah, it, it it does. I mean, the sun's out. It's the start of the sunshine swing. You know, you got here, and then you got Miami afterwards. Yeah, definitely. As I say, the record is very, very strong about underdogs in the first round of Indian Wells. You know, it's, and I've seen, as I said, I've, I've pointed out quite a few here, and there's there's several others I could have made a case for as well, but we've only got a certain amount of time on this podcast, so. Um, yeah, keep following the uh, app because we win, and I'll probably uh, put a few more up. Yeah, stick them up on the uh, on the Twitter account so anyone can watch them and anyone can follow the picks here. But I've got a feeling, like I say, that the, the Australian Open is obviously the biggest event that's happened so far, but the, we've always said we struggle in February, struggle, struggle in January, but now 
from March is when it begins and when it starts going. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Sure, have a very, very safe journey tomorrow. We'll catch up with mm-hmm. you on uh what we we'll catch up. We'll catch up with you on Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow I'll be joined by James Blake, who'll give in his thoughts uh, on Indian Wells and Rory Jawani will also have a women's uh, look at the women's draw and some matches on the first round because obviously the ATB the Indian Wells the men and the women play at the same venue throughout the 10 days. So Rory will have some picks on the women's market and as well on the outright market, which is available also on the podcast on Game Bet Match. Uh, safe journey again, Sean. All the very best, my friend, and we'll speak to you later in the week. Take care. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and keep subscribing. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.